All right, we're live. Let's do it. Live, live on the Facebook, recording. live on the Instagram. Oh, we're, we're on live Instagram. Everybody. We're live everywhere. Okay. Around the world. What's going on, everyone? What is up? This is the Know Your Worth podcast. I'm your host, Shane Kipper, and co-host, Gary Gilgan. What up? Pretty excited for this one. Um... This is the first time I've had a, a guest on the show. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Oh, but yeah. No, this is you're my first guest, and nice. <laughs> you know, got to start with the best first. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that. Um, nice man. So let's uh, let's get let's get it going, man. So uh, we were just talking a little bit about keto and stuff, man. You're doing keto? Yeah, I've been keto for about two months now. I had one cheat day on my birthday, and I went I went all out, you know. But I'm I'm right back in. Oh so, really? Are you like testing yourself too and stuff? I don't. I haven't been testing myself, but I just I guess the way I test myself is just by the the results that I get. Um, I've lost eleven pounds in the last uh, month and a couple weeks. Nice. Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just like. For me, I hold a lot of um, weight in my face, yeah. um, and so I can I can tell when I need to make a change by that that specific appearance yeah. um, and the way I feel. But um, you know, since I started, it's been total game changer. You like know in what, what I mean? way do you think? Um, just like the way I feel, um, just the clarity, and I really like to look good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, starting to get lean again. And for a while, like I went vegan for a little bit. I went vegan and... I'm vegan. <laughs> me- but I eat meat. Megan. <laughs> oh, I'm vegan. Yeah. I'm vegan. I like, I'm, I like plants and I like animals. <laughs> <laughs> I love them all equally. Yeah. Yeah, it's a new fad. Oh, yeah, I went vegan and uh, I... It was almost like an excuse to eat sugar and uh, carbohydrates. So you were like more attracted to that stuff when you were vegan. Yeah, because it was dairy and animal product byproduct free. Yeah. But it was still eating lots of chips and salsa. Oh. Really? You know what I mean? Vegan cookies. You can go down to the co-op and get all sorts of vegan cookies. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know. Cookies, yeah. So. Um, I probably put on a, a, an extra like 15 to 20 pounds. Pretty, Being vegan? Pretty quick. I mean, I wouldn't blame it all on But were you like, you eating a lot of beans and rice and yeah. like that type of carbs and stuff? Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I wasn't like really working out like I should have been. Like, there was, it was a, a majority of like a lot of things. It wasn't just the diet. You know, I can't blame that. A lot of it too. Um, is like internal. You well, I know think it's all internal. I think you could eat ice cream. Yeah. For every meal and and be fit. Yeah. I think drink it's all beer. internal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's an interesting. Uh, <laughs> what? I mean, yeah, the beer. That's weird because I mean everything has a program to it. And it's so just if your... you're drinking the beer, it's gonna have a chemical effect. It's gonna change your mental state. So, huh, that, that, when you just said it, that kind of made me question. Yeah, I guess it's, yeah. it would, you would have to really train your belief. You know what I mean? And with anything, there's such a belief 
it, that ice cream makes you fat. Right. And it's like subconscious that that's the reality right. that it creates. Right. But if it was like, um, if you truly believe, like there's people that believe you can, there's a book called You uh, Eat the Sun. You know what I mean? You don't have to yeah. eat any food to survive. I mean, um, I'm, 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 I only eat once one meal a day. I'm down, I'm down to like one meal a day. Just like one big meal? Yeah. What do you eat? Uh, usually, uh, so, cause you were just talking about like being vegan and stuff. I'm not vegan yet, but like I could see myself like more. So I eat a lot of vegetables, salad, and I, I'm, I'm freaking addicted to these, uh, beyond meat. They're yeah. like the, the, the burger do they are, They're better than meat. I think they're better than meat. And, but the profile is, is so good. I mean, high fat, high protein, no carb. Right. And, I mean, it's just super easy to make, very convenient. It's probably got a lot less like, um, um, you know, whatever they fill the animal with in order to make it grow. Right. But who God knows what's in it. <laughs> yeah. But again, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's all about how it makes you feel. Yeah. And so, because uh, I mean, I do 16 hours fasted, eight hours is my eating window, but I probably do like 24 24 what? 20 hours fasted, 4 hours is my eating window. Gotcha. Because I really only eat one meal a day. Um, and I don't beat myself up if I eat two. If I eat in that. But no matter what, minimum, I'm 16 hours fasted every single day. And I've been like that for, I mean, going on six weeks now. And wow. I mean, I feel, I feel amazing. I feel... I mean, but I'm doing a lot of weird stuff right now. Not weird, but uh, I think experimental. It's like, yeah, I'm just uh, I uh, I don't even know about experimental. It's like there are things that I know I've I've known that I should practice, but I've gotten I but I got off track. Uh huh. And so now I'm back on track, and like I know, Me too. and I'm doing I'm doing it, and I'm feeling I'm feeling fucking amazing. And a big part of it is the fast. But I'm, I'm abstaining from a lot of things. Like I haven't drank alcohol in uh, two months since Janu middle of January. I haven't had cannabis for uh, six weeks now. And I've totally abstained from like sex, masturbating, anything like that uh, over 20 days now. Nice. And so that combined with the... All these other things. I mean, it's just, I, I, I don't know, vibration, you know, yeah. taking that vibration up to a whole new level. Um, and I mean, with the, uh, the Wim Hof breathing technique, oh, I do it every single night. I haven't missed that in, I mean, two or three weeks. I've been doing that. <clears throat> I, I, it's almost like I'll, I try to be a little bit subconscious it's almost subconscious a little bit where I'll just think about it and then try to do it wherever I'm at to make sure I'm doing it. Me too. Uh, I a, do that during the day too. Yeah. So I'll take like some deep, some Wim Hof. I'll do it like at a red light. Yeah. And hold my breath and I'm just driving, holding my breath and kind of just. So for the listeners that don't know what the Wim Hof technique is or breathing method is, um, you breathe in deeply and then let it go, not fully, 
uh, but you do that 30 times and then after your 30 or 30th breath you hold it for as long as you can and then when you're about to let it go you inhale as much as you can and and keep it and hold on to it again and um you're you super do the cycle oxygenating again. your system i mean because we live in such a high stress reality we have very shallow breathing in fact uh a lot of times be aware of how often you hold your breath because of stress. Yeah. It's like you're holding your breath and then you're like, remember, oh yeah, I got to fucking breathe. Yeah. But then your breathing is very shallow. Uh, we do a lot of nose, nose breathing, which puts you into a theta brain state. So we're in a constant state of fight or flight. Right. And so, uh, uh this, this breathing just deep. I mean, you're filling up your diaphragm, you're filling up your lungs, you're filling up your head with oxygen, so you're super oxygenating the your body, and then what you're literally doing is like a light switch, you're flipping on the parasympathetic nervous system. And um, when you do that, you get access to your endocrine system, your hormonal system, I mean that, your endocrine system controls your hormones. Um, it, it's just, it, it it's putting you back in control of your life, I would say, essentially. Sure. Because we are so out of control. We're constantly distracted by all this shit going on. I mean, I've, I've been hearing more and more lately, like the average person's attention span is like 10 seconds. I've heard seven. Oh, really? Russell Brunson. Seven seconds. So, I mean, because of social media and because of all these distractions, all this data, because it's just data. It's mm -hmm. data that we're taking and we're taking on such a tremendous amount of data that our attention span, if it doesn't captivate us, then we're just dispelling it. It's like, oh, I'm done with that. Right. On to the next thing, you know, and that's not good. Yeah. It's not good for, uh, for us as a being, <clears throat> as an energetic being, because it's, it's like static. It's like static in an antenna. If you're trying to pick up, you know, an, uh, a signal, it's, it, you got a lot of static. And so... Putting yourself in this state, I mean, it just, it's clearing all the shit. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's what I'm really, I mean, so we're, we're March, whatever the day it is. Um, but like this year, I mean, I'm just clearing just all this shit. Just clearing clutter for clarity. <laughs> I like that. And, uh. I mean, it's all, all this stuff is like finding me, like the Wim Hof, I mean, it's kind of been in the peripher, periphery of my, uh, my, my reality. Like I, I heard about Wim Hof a long time ago. And, and actually when I was a kid in, in elementary school, we used to do Wim Hof breathing and, and pass ourselves out. <laughs> so you go, you do a lot of breathing and then, and then you, <laughs> you're out, you know? I could see how that would work because doing the Wim Hof method it almost feels like you're gonna pass out oh yeah it feels your good body is like tingling your oh, whole body yeah. starts tingling um the other day i laid in here and um did that i i meditated i did the wim hof breathing and then i started doing my affirmations and like my lips it was hard to like talk yeah. almost. you know what i mean so and i came out of my room my eyes were all bloodshot and mackenzie's wondering what was going what on you know yeah yeah, I mean, um, uh, it's... But I definitely feel a lot better when I do do it, especially first thing in the morning. Um, it, it almost clears my conscious or clears my head, my yeah. mind. 
um, and allows me to think a lot more clear. Obviously, you know, meditation helps a lot with that. Um, but the Wim Hof is just like, I, it's, you've mentioned it before. It's a, it's another dimension to it. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you're able to really go within and, um, you know, um, feel your body and go to specific parts of your body. Um, and just, just all the other amazing benefits, um, is definitely worth giving it a shot. Yeah. I mean that and the, the uh, so the second part of it is the cold therapy mm. of the Wim Hof. Haven't done it yet. Oh, dude, I'm so that's, scared. <laughs> man, that's a whole nother level. I want to, and it's like every time I think about it, I'm like, I'll do it later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I'm the type of person like I I'm I just jump like before I have any time to like ask like talk like so I've I've skydived, I've bungee jumped, I've done all this. I like that stuff. Yeah. And so as soon as it's time to do it, I just do it. I don't, I, cause I'm very analytical, uh, um, naturally. So I'm always in my head, always in my head. And so whenever I get the opportunity to do something where I might die, like, I like that. I love it. I thrive on that. So like Scott, the skydiving, but I love that feeling. So as soon as the door opens on the plane, like I'm jumping, like I'm ready. Right. I'm ready to go. And so the same thing with the the jumping in the river. Because like I, I actually haven't taken a cold shower. I just go jump in the river. Yeah, I do cold showers every day. Yeah, I don't but... I don't do that. I'm I'm gonna try. I keep saying I'm gonna keep saying I'm gonna try, but I just love a warm shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well something he even talks about is starting not like freezing cold, but cold enough to where you can get in and like get your body uh, prepped for it and then go colder as as it's comfortable yeah. and and like work your way up to it maybe not just go as cold as it'll go first time because you may not want to do it again right <laughs> you know what i mean but that's why i just jump in the river right just jump in because i mean the first time i mean it was i mean it's excruciating because like your extremities because i'm uh, i mean i I'm assuming, I, I don't know exactly, uh, on a, uh, like a physiological standpoint, all of your blood rushes to your organs to keep your organs warm. And so that's what you're feeling. And it's, it's just like your body's in shock. And the point of it is to get out of your body, to get out of your body and to connect with that, the breath, to connect, because your breath is your connection to the infinite. Right. And so when you can get into that, so I just, um, I jumped in on Sunday after I got back from Salt Lake and dropped my kids off. I jumped in and I was able to, I was actually able to relax in the cold and to just fully experience it and fully be present. Not only understanding what my body was going through, but also to just completely disconnect and be with that breath. And so it was, it's another, it's just a level. So how long would you say that, uh, you're able to stay in the water? Cause I mean, that water is so cold. Um, the Boise river just got done snowing. It's all the, all the runoff. A minute and eight seconds is the longest I've timed. Do you go all the way in or all to my neck? Okay. Yep. So I'm all to my neck. Nice. I mean, I sit down in it. I sit down and you just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Uh, 
Cause I mean, like I, I've meant, cause I do, I do my breathing exercise every night, uh, before I fall asleep. So I'm laying in bed, I'm doing it. It's pitch black. I have a heavy comforter on me. So it's, and I can go deep within my own self, my own being. And it is another dimension. Um, because I've been talking about this for years, is we live in two worlds. We actually have a multi-dimensions hmm. simultaneously at once. We're living in this outside world when we're awake, but then we're also living in an inside world, the world of your thoughts, your imagination, things like that. And we, because again, because of culture and because we've, we're so distracted by this outside world, we've, we've disconnected from that. Forgotten. Right. And so I... I think that there's a big paradigm shift happening where we're starting to get connected with that again. Oh yeah. And we're starting to find that that connection and what you can find inside is so much more fulfilling than anything you're going to find in the outside world. More than money, cars, <laughs> sex, anything, nothing is more fulfilling than being connected to who you really truly are on the inside. Absolutely. And so like when I do it, like I go through my body and I'm sending myself love, like I'm loving myself on the inside. Yeah. So a crazy, so I've had, I have a wart, a planner's wart on the bottom of my foot and I've had it for five years. I've hmm. had this wart. And, uh, as soon as I started doing the Wim Hof, I started going to that and loving it and it's going away. Yeah. Like it's almost gone. Yeah. Wow. Because I just go to it and I love it. And I'm, I'm, and I'm doing like uh, Ho'oponopono while I'm in that too. So I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. So I'm just letting, I'm letting right. go. Because it's for my belief is the wart, whatever, whatever dis-ease or whatever you're manifesting in your body, it's energy that you're holding on to. Yeah. Like you're holding on to something. Right. We all do. We're all holding on to something, some sort of resentment, anger, worry, whatever it is. Nobody's perfect. We're all holding on to something. And so for me, that war is you're holding on to something, dog. And so rather than like trying to pinpoint what it specifically I'm holding on to, the, I believe the Ho'oponopono is just saying it's just letting everything go. Whatever might be in there, I'm letting it go. Right. And I mean, it's just it. I think so. I was just talking about this on a podcast I did yesterday is uh, these tools for evolution are finding me like I'm not finding them. They're finding me yet. I made an intention back in 2006. I made an intention that like my the purpose for me being alive is to be growing towards this infinite self, this self that I connected to call it God, the universe, whatever. I first connected to that and experienced that in 2006. And after experiencing that dude, in fact, it was March 25th, 2006. So that's almost it's coming up. Yeah. It's almost been 13 years since I had that experience. And it's kind of like what what uh, goes along with like seek and you shall find. Like right. You're you may not actively known what you were looking for. You set the intention of like this is what I want, 
and then the universe provided the tools of like right. what you needed to get there. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I've just been on this journey and I was talking to Mark about it yesterday. In 2013, um, I was asking and I found transcendental meditation, started practicing TM. Um, and the, I mean, it's, it's all cycles. Time is not linear. It's cyclical. We go around and around and around. And what I'm noticing, at least for myself, is that the same patterns are playing out in my life. The same patterns containing the same lesson. So they say, if you don't learn from the past, you're doomed to repeat it. It just continues to present itself to me to say, hey, here's a lesson for you. If you can overcome the lesson, then you get to go to the next level. It's like playing Mario Brothers. Yeah. Okay. If you if you don't figure out how to to pass the level, you never get to go to the next level. Right. And so these things are like happening, and they're teaching me these lessons. And and I mean, I just I am going through uh, the most challenging lesson of my entire life so far right now. Um, and and. Through this, uh, through this lesson, like I'm learning so much. Like I'm, I'm just like I'm on a whole new level because I am finally learning from that lesson and moving on from it. Right, letting it go. Right, letting it go, and I'm learning. Um, I'm learning how to let it go with love because it's it's it was it's a relationship. A relationship with with my ex and I, we were together for five years, you know, I mean, to to share a life together. I mean, have a kid together. Right. I mean, there's so much. I mean, I'm not the type of person that I never spend time in the past ever. And so but there's still like subconscious memories. There's a life for five years. And so even though it's over and I'm letting go like there's a new dynamic that I've never had to be one I I, at a deep level I do truly love her and care about her and uh, to have to let someone go that you do truly love and care about is hard yeah and then and not because I'm sure there tends to be temptation like tempting you and like Challenging you to see if you will will fall back into the old pattern. Been playing that for years, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, break up, <laughs> get back together. Because yeah. that was the lesson. The lesson is to learn. The lesson is you don't have to possess someone to love them. But it, I think too, along with that is even even before that is you, loving yourself. Right. First. Right. Because like, and I don't know, you may have been seeking the love from her to fulfill something within you. I think we all do. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because that love validates. So like I was just talking about like being celibate now is so sex has been something that's been prevalent in my life since I was a little kid. So I was a little kid. Like it's always been this driving, like, man, I, I want to see those boobies, you know, I want to, I want to touch them, you know, I, I, that's because in my family, 
growing up, my parents are very open sexually, very open um, with their affection, with their love. And so I have zero trauma when it comes to sex. Zero trauma, zero guilt, zero shame. Um, it's a good, les- good lesson. Yeah, but it's come full circle because I also abused that. I abused sure. it. Because I didn't see anything wrong in it, I abused it. Like through my 20s, like I'm not trying to brag, but I don't know how many people I've slept with. I don't even know. Yeah. That's not a good thing. Right. And so uh, what what I can look back in retrospect now is that the reason why I was doing that was a lack of self love. I would think, oh, if this person would sleep with me, there was validating, I must be good enough because they're giving up this thing, which is so, it really is a special thing. Perceived it's, value. Right. It's not sex. I mean, yeah, I guess it is. I mean, it is very valuable. It, it creates life. It's the most powerful, the most powerful creative energy we have as human beings. Is life giving sex it's so powerful it creates life two people come together and they create life from this thing called sex Mm -hmm. and so culture has taught us that sex is not valuable it's not special it's something that you should just be going out and just having sex with whoever you want as many as you can just rack them up guys rack them up man hey girls dress get some fake boobs and pump it up and make yourself look good so that it's fake Mm-hmm. And what it's really doing is, is it's creating insecurities in people. Right. And so this lesson has come full circle because, again, like going back to the relationship was that was something that for me, at least my own insecurity was. Uh, if if I if I walk knowing that, like, hey, at the end of the day, like, although I love this person, we're just we're not good together in that dynamic. You know, we have a child together. We're great friends. We're great co-parents outside. But when we get together, like no matter what, you mix certain chemicals together. I don't care how much you positive think and all this shit. You're going to create poison. An explosion. Exactly. And that's just what how it was. But I can only speak for myself is like my own insecurities would pull me back. And like the sex was one part of that. It would validate to me that I am good enough. Rather than right. now, so now that I've, I'm learning this lesson and I'm, I'm, I'm now finding what are the things that I can do for myself so that I can love myself, so that I, can, so that I feel self-worth for myself. Because no matter what, at the end of the day, um, we're born alone, we die alone, and we experience this life alone. If we die at all. If, oh, yeah. I believe in immortality. Yeah. 100%. I'm not going to die. <laughs> Me either. Yeah, nice, dude. I got one person sold, dude. I got her, um, Kenzie on board, too. Nice, dude. We got three people. Changing the world. Heck yeah, man. Um, but but I, I think that one, in order to create that immortality, you have to be complete in yourself. And, the, and part of that completeness in oneself is to truly love and accept oneself. Right. And you're going to be... You're going to be presented with these these lessons so that you can grow in your self-love and in your self-acceptance. But to also like understand and be aware that it is a lesson. Like, So uh, one of my 
top mentors, Abraham Hicks, talks about how everything is always working out for you. Right. Whether it's something that you feel like you don't want at the time or it is what you do want, it, the universe is always telling you, giving you signs that um, you know direct you into the, the path of what you actually truly want and what makes you the most happy. Um, and so, you know, the relationship, it's just, it, it's not what's going to make you the most happy and, and the universe has the best intentions for you. So it's going to give you those signs. It's going to give you the lessons that you need to get there, whether or not you accept the challenge or you are aware that it is a challenge and are willing to use it as a guide is another thing. Right. Yeah. You don't have to. You can do whatever you want. Most people don't. Right. They just, they stay in the relationships. Um, they just, they're constantly in, in turmoil. You know, they, I mean, it, it just, it gets to a point where people just want to die. Like, ex right. Exa ex yeah, at yeah. the extreme. Oh, I'm done with the game. Yeah. I'm done. I mean, how many people out there are married that are not happy in their marriage and who have not been happy not in true love for decades. Or like, since they got started. Yeah. I mean, because... Uh, so for me is... Like now with the path I'm on... Because like I, I'm a lover. Like I love to love. And... Mm -hmm. uh, you know, even though... I'm, I'm very hard on people that are close... To, I mean, you said it best. Like I'm a hard on people, but it comes from a place of love. Like one... I don't, I don't surround myself with losers. Period. If you're losing, like, I don't hang out with you. Yeah. And so if you're going to hang out with me, one, I'm brutally honest because I expect that in return. I expect it in return, but it comes from a place of love. Right. And um, so now that I, because uh, especially I've really found what true love is when I had a child, when I had my son, like my love for him is just overwhelming. Yeah. And so for me... I want to find, I want a woman in my life that I can give that level of love to and that I know it's reciprocal. Because I don't, I don't really know what it feels like to be loved the way that I know I'm capable of loving. Like to, the way I love Noah. Like I fucking love him. Well, and if we consider that um, life is... Made up of mirrors, right? It's it's direct reflections. Right. We don't find that unconditional love until we unconditionally love ourselves, because then it just reflects back to us what we know about ourselves. Yeah. So I mean, I would say that that is man. That was that was profound. Is uh, that's what I, that's like the journey I'm on right now. Is like so. It is their their levels, man. That's an inf. It's a game of infinite levels, and so it, prior to two thousand six, like I did not love myself. In fact, I hated myself, hated. And so in two thousand six, I I I connected with this inner part of me. I started learning how to love myself, and I mean for thirteen years, like I'm I'm loving myself more and more. Like I'm. Just more and more and more. I have Noah. Like Noah teaches me a whole new level of love. Mm -hmm. And then like you said, is like being able to, to let go of this relationship that I was holding on to 
And now being on this journey and being like, uh, it's finding how to truly and unconditionally love myself so that I can love others at an even deeper level. I just went out to dinner with an old friend last night and uh, uh, she was talking about um, that this love that I've discovered since Noah is the yin to my yang. Hmm. So before, like my, my like astrological sign on my birthday is I'm the day of the empath. So I'm very empathetic, but I didn't, I didn't even uh, connect to that until Noah was born. So when Noah was born, like, so I, I had a lot of yang. Like I'm a very, I'm a, I'm a very masculine person. I have a lot of masculine energy, but I also now, since Noah, I'm starting to develop this yang, this, this feminine, this very understanding, loving, caring, compassionate side of myself. Wow. That is just as powerful as yeah. the masculine. Yeah. And also, like symbolically, I think that we're seeing in the world around us that the feminine is really, it's mm. starting to rise. The Absolutely. Yin, I mean, yin yang, I don't really know. I mean, but you guys get what I'm talking about. I've seen, yeah, a lot. What I've seen is like, um, women are becoming bosses more than they ever have before. Women are starting to get college um, scholarships to play football. Like the world is gonna change, and and I'm I'm seeing it evolve to where you know the women, uh, the feminine energy will start to um, intertwine with that that masculine energy and the things that are typically masculine. Right. Because um, there's no... One is not better than the other. Absolutely. One is not better than the other. And I mean, to say that one is better than the other, in my opinion, is just ignorant. They're right. equal. Ego. But one has been suppressed right. for a, a long time. I mean, uh, it, one... I am a business owner. I would much, with with all due respect, I'd I'd rather have women than men. Yeah. In like sales, I think women are better salesmen than men for the most part. Um, so there's things that 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 especially on this rise up. Um, so it's it's interesting and being able to connect with uh, that side of me is making me just a more complete person. Because again, it goes back to that the intention that I set back in two thousand six. You know, because uh, uh, is, and we just kind of touched on it, is my. I think we're gonna. I think we have the option in the next fifty to hundred years to live forever. Yeah, even Gary Vee's talking about living fifty years longer than normal so that's a step it's an right. advance it's ha it's it's in the narrative of the of of consciousness right now yeah and um i mean i've been i mean dude i beat gary v to it dog i've been talking <laughs> about it forever because i've i've already experienced it yeah once you experience something you can't take it back but how do you know that you haven't lived forever already i i have what i'm like oh i believe i already am immortal you're still alive right right but now. in my past lives i've chose to die 
because I, just like in Mario Brothers, you might get to right to the last obstacle of the level and that fucking turtle hits you and you die. Yeah. And so you create your own reality. So if you die, you're choosing however, whatever your fate is, there's no such thing as accidents or whatever. So it's just this never ending game, this infinite game that has led me to the life that I'm in right now. So what I really am is just consciousness and that consciousness is infinite, it has no beginning, it has no end. The body, the body prior to this life, I can leave the skin suit. Yeah. But now in this particular lifetime, I have I have been willing to over I've been willing to face death, go into these other dimensions where now I'm realizing that one, the body is not it's not real. It's yeah. a figment of my imagination. Right. And if it's a figment of my imagination, then it then age is a belief. The fact that the body breaks down and it ages and it gets old is a belief system. Right. You constantly talking about how how old you are or whatever, you you create the reality. 100%. I hear I hear my mom and a lot of other people talk about that all I the time. I don't get older, I get better. Yeah. I only get better. Every day I'm getting better. My birthday just came up and um, everyone's like, Oh, you're getting old. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, I'm getting younger. Yeah, I don't even really celebrate my birthday. Yeah, I it's mean, just enough, every day is my birthday. Every birth. Yeah, every day. Yeah, that's what I believe too. Yeah, I mean, I tell you right now, the first, the first time I jumped in that river, I had a very strong intention, like it was a baptism, like I was baptizing myself with the intention of leaving the old me behind. I was leaving an old me behind and I was stepping into a new me. And every day when you wake up, you can choose that same intention. I just made the intention before I freaking jumped in that river, you know? Right. And so uh, at a cellular level, part of this infinite game and part of this game to become immortal um, is you have to change the programs that are built into at a cellular level. So at a cellular level, because I was, I'm just talking for myself, is that uh, part of this, like this game that I'm playing right now is that I was born and I'm, I'm still, it's, so in order to program yourself, programming is done through repetition. And so in, at a cellular DNA level from all of my ancestors, there is still the belief that I'm going to age. So I, through um, repetition, have to reprogram that. And I do it every day. I mean, I write my goals three times a day. Part of that, part of that is reprogramming. And so it's just repetition yeah. every single day, right. every single day consciously. I mean, now having this conversation with you, every conversation I'm having where I'm talking about immortality, like that's programming. Right. I'm programming myself to do it, you know. Yeah, I and uh, on the on the topic of like essentially affirmations because goal right uh, goal setting is pretty much affirmations. You're just uh, unless you you know you 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 write out your goals as if it's already happened. So that's kind of an affirmation in itself. But um, like 
when I got first got started with the affirmations, it was it was hard to um, really believe that it worked, um, and, and believe that the time I was putting into it was worth it um, because I wasn't instantly seeing results. But what I have come aware of uh, now is that you know it's it's subconscious. It's just something I think about randomly. Um, the, the affirmations I have all over my, um, house, you know, the affirmations I write, the affirmations on my walls, like they've become a part of my brain essentially. And so like, um, I, I intentionally get, or like, I just get that spark of inspiration to do my affirmations or just at least think about what I want. Um, and that alone is the, the, uh, process of creation, right? Um, imagining that thing that you really want, but the it's, now that was the key the, word, though the imagining, right? Because writing is. Uh, let's look at like what has the most power. Because even Abraham talks about is that even though you don't have a million dollars right now, there's a vibration, there's an emotion that matches having it. And the key is what can you do to get yourself in that emotion where you feel the same as if you already had the million dollars. Yeah. And so like part of my Wim Hof is I'm, I'm creating an image. So I go through my body and stuff like that. And then I have an image. Like I'm on my yacht with my wife. And like that's the beginning of – and I'm building on that. So like as soon as I go into that inner world, I'm right in that scene of the movie. And then I'm building upon that and it's, I'm, it's the feeling of it because the writing it, writing it is repetition, but just for me at least is, uh, writing it doesn't really create emotion. Sometimes, sometimes not. Yeah. But every time that I'm in my mind and in that, uh, I mean my, I'm holding my breath while I'm. In this image, it feels like you're like floating or hundred oh, percent, and you're swimming. High. Oh, almost. dude, you're tingling. You're on. So dude, I can my totally pineal see that. gland. I can feel it right in my. It's just buzzing. And he talks about your reptilian brain, which is your the base of your uh, of your skull. Mine, dude, it's just pulsing, and dude, it's doing all sorts of crazy shit. You know? Yeah. But, but again, I'm in that moment. I'm in this scene. Because this is right now. This is a scene. It's a dream. This is a movie. This yeah. is the fucking Matrix. Beyond this wall is just the Matrix stuff. You know? It's not real. In my beliefs, like, it's not real. Right. We live in a freaking The Sims game, you know? It's not real. Yeah. And so it's whatever you want. You can create whatever you want, you know? You just, but, but. There's like, which, what is the, you have to find for yourself at least. And there's just, there's quite a bit of evidence, or I would say experience from other people that visualizing it, visualizing it gets you in the quickest state that is in harmony with actually having it. Yeah. Something I've been practicing because like my number one uh, affirmation is I'm so happy and grateful now that money, opportunity, and resource come to me in infinite abundance from multiple sources on a continuous basis. So when I'm saying that, I'm like 
I visualize each part of it. I'm so happy. I'll, I'll smile yeah. and grateful and I'll feel the gratitude. And then for money, I imagine the money and I imagine the opportunities, how they would come. Um, and then the resources, you know, the, that could come in infinite ways. And then it just coming in avalanches of abundance, you know, spilling onto me. Right. Um, and that's definitely been kind of um, one of the biggest shifts in the way that I do the affirmations and, and um, just visualizing is by saying it, imagining it and feeling it, you know, taking the time to dissect each part of it instead of like just saying it to say it, to right, repeat it. Right, take your time through it. Take your time yeah. and actually understand what you're saying. Yeah. I you mean, just like you're saying, just repeating it during right. that process every single day. So, I mean, like, I, I, it's like, are you willing to write something out a million times if you had to in order to have it? So, let's say you want a million bucks. Are you willing to write out, so having grateful now that I have a million dollars a million times? Yeah. That's easy to say. Right. <laughs> Hard to practice. It is. Because most people don't. Most people, they might be able to write, and I've been guilty of this. I mean, I'm going through 90 days in a 90-day journal. I have not missed a single day. I'm on day 76. I write my goals every day, three times a day. I mean, I freaking carry them on an index card. I write it out on a new index card every day. Every day. I started doing that. Every single day because I think, I think to the goal, okay, do I want that thing bad enough that, I'll, that I'm willing to overcome the procrastination or whatever it is the little oh, oh you don't have to write your goals you know oh, i can miss today right. oh you missed one day you start missing forever so now you didn't really want it that's the thing is that everybody wants everybody wants everybody wishes mm -hmm. oh i wish i slipped and fell and had a million bucks or i lost 30 pounds or i had the relationship of my dreams you know oh i wish it was easy you know it's not easy it's not it hard be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be easy. Okay. It Let's... depends on your approach. And that's kind of one of the topics I definitely wanted to cover is because like it really doesn't have to be hard to get the things that you want. And it and in order to make it easy, it is the um, internal practices and it's the, the things that you do to become a different person to match what you want you know, that brings you to it the quickest and easiest way. Um, you know, a, a lot of mentors out there, you know, Gary V, Grant Cardone, talk about just grinding till the, you know, you, you all day, dead. all night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, there's no creativity in that. And so when, when you do have, practices for yourself you know you you're doing these self-love practices you have things you do to become a better person it, you are inspired to do something different that would bring you to it right. way faster right than if you're doing this one thing that's probably not going to work for a long time and that you're really not being efficient in the doing of that thing 
Right, you hate it. Right. So you're resentful to the thing that you're right. actually doing. So you're sending negative energy to right the, your project or whatever you have to do. Right. Um, versus loving it, you know what I mean? Just being fully with it. Yeah, I find more and more is that if there's any sort of stress or discord, then I shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. I, I believe in what we, I believe life is easy. It should be easy. It should be natural and spontaneous. That's how nature works. An apple tree grows naturally and spontaneously. It does not stress. It does not worry. It does not fear. It just hmm. does what it's programmed to do naturally and spontaneously. Right. We have been programmed to row our boats up the stream. Yeah. That we should be, wor- the, to me, that's what I was just talking about. Are you willing to, uh, visualize every day so i I would just i would i would challenge someone to do visualize every day for a year for a month i bet i bet nine out of ten people couldn't do it or would wouldn't do it it's not that they couldn't they won't do it right because that is uh i drew the thing so there here you are now here's where you want to be Okay, most people are just trying to force their will to get to where they want to be. But if you want to collapse that time, it's going into that inner dimension. You're never going to get rich feeling broke and busting your ass working 8, 10, 12 hours a day if you don't change how you feel. Because if you're insecure, if you're angry, if you're resentful, then guess what you're going to do? Any money you make, you're going to blow on bullshit to try to overcome those emotions. Yeah. You don't like your job. Once you get paid, you're going out drinking beer, hanging out with your homies, okay, watching, doing just dumb shit to Been mask, there. mask how you feel inside. Right. Whereas me, I'm just trying, I'm trying to have total peace of mind. I'm trying to live my life with total love and appreciation. And I want those things. Yeah. And I'm going in this inner world and I'm, I, 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 that when you were talking about Gary Vee, because I know Gary Vee wants to be a billionaire. Mm. I'm going to beat him to be a billionaire. I'm going to beat him to that mark. Because he even talks about, oh, I don't meditate. I don't need to meditate. So I know he's not do. He's just trying to force his will to get to what he wants. And he's doing a good job. Yeah. But I'm going to beat him to that mark because it's all about feeling. If you can feel like a billionaire, then like you said... It, it only takes one relationship, one connection, one experience, and then boom, you're a billionaire. Yeah, because that one vehicle, I mean, he has multiple vehicles that are making him money. Right. But he has to continuously add value to those sources uh, in order to get to that place. But like you said, it could be one relationship. It could be... You know, one investment. It could be all sorts of infinite possibilities right. that bring you from here to there in a month. You know, it, it could happen in that short a period 100%. of time. 100%. And that's what so many people are, are just totally unaware of. They get so fixated on what they're doing. And you know what I find it most in is like network marketing. Mm. This is the greatest thing on the planet. You only get one opportunity and this is it. That is the worst belief you could ever have when it comes to making money. 
Right. That this is it. This is the only thing I'm ever going to do. You just cut yourself off from every other infinite possibility there is to bring you what you want. Right. Whereas me, I'm saying, oh, I might be doing this today, but I might not be doing it tomorrow. Yeah. The just... only thing I'm committed to is my family, my friends, and myself. Yeah. The business is just a it's a it's a source that through which money comes to me. Channel. But, right. I have here's what I want: billion dollars, a billionaire. Uh, I have no idea how I'm going to get there, but I will do anything that it takes to get there as long moral, ethical, legal, you know, anything like that. And in harmony with who you want to be. Peace. uh, Because the first and foremost is raising my my son. So if if it takes away from that, like, oh, not going to do it. So if it, like, because I, this year especially, I've never had so many opportunities to make money coming into my life as I do right now. Like, it's just, I say no to all of them, though. I think about them, but I really go in, like, how does it make me feel? Yeah. And if it brings me any sort of stress, I'm like, oh, no, because I already have a business. I already have a business. It's exploding. And so if people are like, oh, hey, you want to do this? Oh, hey, hey, just invest. Like, it wouldn't take a lot of time, but any time that it would take, if it's not in harmony with my purpose, if it's not in harmony with my um, being a dad, if it's not in harmony with growing my consciousness and stuff like that, I'm saying no. Whereas the old me, like I'd be trying to juggle like a million things. Yeah. Now I'm just laser focused. So, and this is to kind of bring it back to you had said, you know, back in 2006, that was when you. Um, kind of made that intention intentional decision to change your life um and you know you went through 15 or 13 years of trying to figure out how to love yourself um i i can resonate with that because um i i, I spent a lot of time alone you know i when i met you is basically the turning point of um you know, that intention, like you, you, you were saying that intention to change your life. You remember when we met in Primerica? Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 Because, you know, you drove up in the GTR, you know, it was all, it was, it was badass, you know, and I wanted to, I don't know, it, it, something at that time in my life wanted more. And it was, it's interesting because it's so much more now than it ever was then and I had no idea what it was for people that like maybe in that position the 2006 position the time in my life when I met you position whatever that position is for them um, like it, it, it's it's a lot about having uh, patience like you're not going to um, an oak tree does not grow overnight. It takes a hundred years. So, like, you could go out and create a billion dollars in a month, wherever you're at. But you probably aren't going to, right? Because if you're starting at zero, then the billion. The reason why I believe I'll be a billionaire is because of the thirteen years of work that have got me to the place where it's like, oh, my confidence. My faith, my belief is like, oh, I know I'm going to do it. 
I now know I have the vehicle to do it. And so it's like, it's not a doubt, but it took me 13 years to get there. And to be totally honest with you, I, I could care less about the money. It's the, it's the person I'm going to be. And it's, there's so few people on the planet that are billionaires. And the reason why is because they're doing things so dramatically different than everybody else. (coughs) Like Mo, like, uh, okay. Uh, I've, I was talking to you about this when you were at the office a couple weeks ago. I've made a deal. Okay, I will not drink. For it, it, There's the deal. I'll not drink. I'll not consume cannabis. Uh, no sex. No masturbating. And whatever else comes. Whatever else I'm inspired that I have to do. Those are the things most people aren't willing to do. Most people aren't willing to wake up at 5 a.m. Seven days a week. Most people aren't willing to write out their goals three times a day. So guess what? If you're not willing to do that, you're going to work at your job forever. And eventually you're just going to give up on dreaming. Most people give up on setting goals. Most people just give up and they just play the cards that they're dealt in their life. And I, I would say that it's not necessarily like it's so strict like you if you miss a meditation, you're going to fail at life. You miss a goal setting day, you're going to fail. You know what I'm saying? Like it does create that um, uh, opportunity to skip out on the next couple of days and the next couple of days and then stop. Um, I haven't been 100% consistent with a lot of the things that I need to be doing. Um, but I definitely, like I... I feel myself moving faster than I've ever ever have. I know I would move even faster if I was doing those things. But um, like in the beginning, uh, when I started meditating, I didn't want to meditate. I knew I wanted this thing that was bigger. Um, I also had accountability at that time, um, which is you know huge to have, have someone that you can you know, rely on or have someone that's going going to to hold you to a higher standard, hold you to a higher standard, surrounding yourself with those kind of people. Um, but like it, it took me a little bit to kind of get in the motion of like meditating every day or doing my affirmations every day or whatever that practice was every day. Um, it took me a little bit to kind of accept it and feel what it was actually doing um because at first it you might just be like okay what did that just do like i don't feel any different i don't got any more money um but um i guess just my point with that is just you know have some patience know that everything is working out for you and you know with repetition like we talked about it it will create itself something that you were talking about with uh imagining um um is that you know when we imagine it we're essentially uh paving the the uh, landscape for where we're headed oh you're actually living in the future you're creating yeah yeah you're collapsing time right you're actually in you're in that because you're your subconscious at a cellular level and at a subconscious level, it does not know the difference between imaginary, imagined reality, and this is an imagined reality. 
Mm. It's just so, it feels so real that we can't, we call it real. Right. And, uh. But you could get to the point inside too where it feels real. Oh, 100%. And it doesn't take that long. Yeah. It doesn't, it really doesn't take that long. And that's when you start manifesting. Oh, yeah. That's when things really start speeding up. Yeah. And so uh, you were talking, you know, about having, you know, knowing what you need to do and doing them to totally different things. I mean, uh, like you said, you know, you need to meditate or whatever. You're inspired. Right. These ideas come to you say, oh, I should do that. I know if I do that, it's going to catapult my life. Right. But uh, what you're doing is you are you you're you're. I don't want to use the word fighting, but you're you have an old paradigm and a new paradigm. And the old paradigm does not want to let go. And yeah. the old paradigm is whatever you were doing before you meditated. Yeah. And the new paradigm is, oh, I meditate. I meditate. I'm vegan. <laughs> I'm vegan. vegan. <laughs> um, uh, I am these things. And the, in order to fully integrate those new programs, you have to practice them. Right. And so at least for me is that it's just it's a part of my life now is that they're non-negotiable things and anything that at least right now in my life, because you have to practice something a certain period of time before it's fully integrated, before it's fully programmed into your being, because there will come a point where if you if you meditate every day. There comes a point where if you miss a day, you you feel weird. You feel like a off par- balance, right? Just like oh, uh, is ninety five percent of everything we do now in our life is habitual. Every single person on this planet, ninety five, they we think we have free will. We think we're in control. We're not. Our programs, our paradigms are what is controlling us. The time that you wake up in the morning, the type of clothes that you are attracted to and that you wear, whether you use a Mac or whatever the inferior product is. um, All of those things are paradigms. It's a program that you've programmed in. And so if you want to change your life, you want to change your results, you have to change the program. And what you have to understand is that you're going to have to do those new things for a certain period of time before it's fully integrated into your being. Hmm. You have to be able, you have to be willing to do it without the expectation of any results. Yeah. Knowing that the, so like I was talking about, like I have a goal to be a billionaire, a billionaire, two years billionaire. So the path is going to be laid out as I walk the path and I have to be willing to do whatever it takes, but I don't think it's really going to take that much. Yeah. I just have to be totally open and receptive to whatever comes my way. Like, so something I've been practicing this year that has just paid off like crazy. Anytime someone comes to mind, old friend, anything, I'm taking action on it. Someone comes to my mind, I reach out to them immediately. And it has been, dude, I just had a meeting, a Zoom meeting yesterday with a a young lady that, I mean, we went to junior high and high school together. I haven't talked to her besides like little, like, oh, I'll post on her Facebook, nice job or whatever. We we haven't talked for over 20 years, you know. She, a huge piece of the puzzle. Because I'm driving home from Salt Lake on Sunday and boom, she pops in. Oh, you need to reach out to Tiffany. I was like, oh, yeah, I got to reach out to Tiffany. 
and I didn't act on it because I was driving. And then, so I got home Sunday, Monday morning, I'm in the shower. You got to reach out to Tiffany. Oh, dude, I got out of the shower right then, reached out, set up the Zoom call for Tuesday. Boom! Huge piece of the puzzle. So whenever someone comes to my mind, I'm reaching out. Um, just any, just living through that, like, insp inspiration, you know? <laughs> clearing, uh, like I'm saying, like, all this clearing shit. I'm just trying to clear the connection to God or the universe or whatever you want to call it. All the bullshit that you got going on is just creating static in that connection. And that connection is what's allowing inspiration to flow to you. Right. And so all these things like uh, the no drinking, no cannabis, no sex, all of that, just clearing up those freaking airwaves so I can have a clear communication. And so whenever anybody comes, when I have any resistance, so um, if I, if things will come up like, oh, you need to forgive you need to reach out to this person and say, I'm sorry, whatever it is, I'm clearing that shit, you know, that's, just clearing it. That's been a huge one for me um, is like if I ever have like a altercation with anybody, it's immediately stomping it and making it right. Taking the uh, responsibility, even if you feel like they were at fault, take the responsibility, say you're sorry, and then you know, that, that relationship will be good and you can let it go. Right. Otherwise, it actually think about it. It makes and the relationship better. Yeah. Better. When you can lead with love and, and forgiveness and humility and you can, cause that's one thing that I, I, I feel like, I feel like there's certain lessons that if you can learn these fundamental lessons you your life will explode like forgiveness forgiving other people and yourself oh yeah and yourself uh yeah good thank you yeah it, forgiveness dude <clears throat> you will fucking skyrocket okay humility the ability to say i was wrong mm. is it's hard it's so hard so hard, but, but something, if you can practice it, dude, skyrocket, huge payoff, huge payoff, you know, gratitude, yeah. you know, these things, if you could just learn them, because it's easier said than done. Sure. Easier said than done, but it's, it's all about being aware, you know? When, yeah, like with, as far as like uh, gratitude is concerned. Like, I understood the concept. Like, you got to be thankful for what you have. Okay, well, I'm, I'm thankful for my family, whatever. But, like, there's so many things that you actually start to become aware of that you're actually grateful for that you may have taken for granted, you know, um, that you start to, start to uh, give that attention to. Trees, grass, you know. Totally. Like, just... You yeah, know, the air that you breathe. The computer that allows you to connect with the world, the room that keeps you warm. You could think of endless things. And and that's kind of been a, um, something that's helped me a lot is finding those small, real small things that I typically take for granted. Like um, like my knee, I, I injured it recently. Right. Um, 
So, you know, along with your wart, um, I give it love uh, and I, you know, I, I appreciate it for being strong and supporting me my whole life, mm. um, and, and being healthy and, uh, and I give, but I give equal love to the other one. Sure. You know what I mean? And, and make sure that one's strong, but then I, I do the whole body, um, but it's, it's crazy because we don't even, there's a lot of things that we don't even think about that we are grateful for, but don't give that, give it the necessary attention. But also like when you say that, um, is, is, do, when you say those things, are you really feeling it? Cause that's the key. So like, what's one, what's the one thing that you, if you think about it, it can almost make you cry. So like mine's my son. That's the first thing I go to every morning when I do my gratitude is my son. I have a picture of him right in front of me. Yeah. I mean, I could cry. I could cry right now thinking about how much I love him and how grateful I am for him. Yeah. So then once, you, once you're there, then you can start going to the other little things. Because gratitude is a muscle just like any other muscle or yeah. just like any other emotion. But we're, it, we're in atrophy because we don't practice it. So to say like, oh yeah, I'm grateful for the, I'm grateful for the grass. I'm grateful for the trees. It's, it's just wordplay. Yeah. But like, I definitely take the time to see the, see the beauty in it. Um, you know, um, and understand what kind of, what, what it's actually doing for me being grateful for that at, you, a, at a deeper feeling, level feeling. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. That's um, all that matters. And it's definitely something I've practiced a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a lot of, some things more than others. And so I'm just practicing that muscle on the other things that I didn't notice before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think I call them like celestial emotions, you know, the highest level, highest vibrating emotions is that we have become disconnected from again, like going back to sex, people confuse sex with love. Sex is not love. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, in Think and Grow Rich, it talks about love is spiritual. Sex is biological. Sex is your DNA is saying, hey, I want to reproduce this DNA. So let's go reproduce. Love is a spiritual connection. So in, in our culture, we've really gotten that. Rampant. Right. Well, and we've just totally confused it. So you got two people that get together because they... Because at a cellular, at a DNA level, their DNA is like, oh, I want to procreate. I mean, young kids. I mean, even me, I'm 37, but I still, my DNA is still like, hey, man, we want to make some babies. Because that's just what the pro, that's at the cellular level. It's like, hey, man, we want to, we got to, we got to keep this thing going, this life. Um, but again, what's happened is people get together and they have sex because that's an it's a it's a drive in every human, and then we miss we mistake it for love. It's not love. Like I love you, but I'm not having sex with you. No, not at all. So there's I love a difference. You too, by the way, thanks. So there's a difference between sex and love, and it's just uh, so it's it's how can you how can you reconnect? How can you go to the emotional gym? And how can you start building building strong mus emotional muscles with unconditional love, with gratitude, with appreciation, all of those things? Because if you can really start to uh, train 
yourself to feel those emotions at a deep level, your whole world changes like magic. Shit's magic. Oh yeah. Just like you said is, I mean, you could be, you take the same road to work every single day. And if you start doing some of the things we've talked about, you know, visualize Wim Hof, abstaining from things, you, your vibrate, you change the radio station. You change the vibration of your body and you might be driving to work one day and you typically take a right to go to work and you're inspired to take a left. And then you take that left and there's a gas station that you never go to. And so then you go into the gas station. Get a bag of chips. Get a bag of chips and, you, and then you meet. Maybe you get a bag of chips and then you bump into someone. Exactly. And that bumping into someone totally changes your entire life. It just is one thing. Very just, spontaneous. Totally. That's how everything in our reality works. There's a law. There are laws to this reality. There's a law of gravity. There's a law of gestation. There's a law of polarity. There are laws that govern this reality. Right. And if you can get, if you can understand those laws and you can live your life in harmony with those laws, your life becomes magical. Magical. And then you don't have to... You don't have to worry and you don't have to stress and you your just life unfolds in this very natural, spontaneous and fun, exciting way. And and honestly, you wouldn't worry or stress if you were following the laws. Right. As you follow the laws, you understand that it's it's. Um, you know, it's working out in your favor. Like you're, you're following the plan, right. you know, it's supposed to work that way. Always. Like you said, is that the universe is always unfolding for me. It's always working out for me. Always. Right. Even, and it's trying, even when you're, if you aren't getting what you want, it's because you're resisting. <clears throat> Let's say someone, is, I bet there's a million people out there that work a job they don't like and in their mind they have like a business idea the business idea is the path of least resistance but they're resisting it because they're staying in the job because they're programmed to have security or this that's a facade that's not real there's no security there's no security in life period yeah we're the most there's no security none and so you got you when you when you start to live a different way, and you, like we were saying, understanding these laws and things like that, you'll realize that, yeah, it might be scary to quit your job and to go after this business, but the thing that you fear to do, that is where the growth lies. That is where the growth lies, and that's where the payoff is, mm -hmm. the big payoff. Because you stay in that job, I mean, you're, I, you already can tell where your life's gonna go. Miserable until you retire it. 70 with, oh, no, with yeah. no money and that's why they even say the i mean a large percentage of people who retire die shortly after because there's no purpose it sucks yeah they have nothing there's no purpose to their life right it's like oh man i just did this thing for my entire life and now i don't do it anymore and, and i don't have very much money so i can't like live my life the way i really want to live it and the whole time they were working, they weren't ever doing what they wanted to do. They weren't living their life. They were right. They were trading their living, life for a paycheck. Living, working for a short period of time of their life. Right. That they never actually get. Yeah, I'd rather. I'd rather. 
actually live a life than to trade my life for a false sense of security. Right. Live my life, have experiences, do things that on the that are fulfilling, purposeful, than trade my life for a life that's just comfortably numb. How many people are there that like they have like a nice house and a nice car, but they have to go. They're trading their life for it. They bear. They only go to their house at night to eat dinner and sleep in it. Yeah. They only use the car to get to work and back. So yeah. it's like you're trading your life for these things that don't matter. They don't matter. You've been lied to. Yeah. You've been lied to by the people who are selling you the stuff. They're selling you the stuff. So that they can live the life of their dreams. Like, oh, you need to have this stuff. You need to have clothes. You need to have this nice car so you can impress people and so that everybody will think you're successful. You know, you need to have all this stuff. Yeah. Just trade your life for it. Because, man, when you're stuck in traffic on the way to work, at least you're going to be in, in that Mercedes. Yeah. yeah, or that Porsche. Yeah. At least you're good. Now, there's, I believe you can have your cake and eat it too. Absolutely. So I'd rather pursue purpose and fulfillment knowing that the money will come as a result of following that and serving other people, providing value to other people, helping other people, um, than to just trade my life for the money. Right. Yeah, and and following that purpose is kind of what this this whole podcast is really about and and that that is knowing your worth and, and loving yourself. Um because when you take take that chance on yourself, you you loving yourself, you're acting as if you love yourself, because you you believe in what you're capable of. Right. Um, yeah, that's a good way of putting it, man. Taking a chance on yourself, man. We have just really been bamboozled <laughs> what? to not believe in ourselves. Oh, yeah. To not believe in our own dreams. Just rely on the government. Just rely on something that's outside of us. Yeah. Whatever it is, you know. I sure. Don't, whatever it is, we've stopped. A lot of people just don't believe in themselves. Yeah. I think, and that's like, okay, now to come full circle in this whole conversation is, is um, there are fundamental programs that, that are running all humans. Okay. I am not good enough. I am not worthy. At some level, every single person on this planet and that's ever lived has that at some level. Yeah. The the biggest key of anything is just is just programming the opposite of that. You are more than worthy. Right. You don't have to prove yourself to anything or any God or any universe or anything. You don't have to prove anything. You're already more than worthy. Right. More than worthy. The, the, whole, the whole gambit is just believe in it. Because we don't believe in it. We don't believe it. We've been programmed to believe the opposite of it. And so the more you believe in it, the more chances you'll take. And when you do take that chance, it turns out to benefit you 
And then that builds the confidence. Then you'll take more and more of those things, which build, which just compounds on the I am good enough. I am worthy. I love, I love myself. I value myself. I value my time. I value my skills. I value all the, I value my dreams, all these different types of things that ultimately, if you just continue taking that, I mean, dude, in 2006, I mean, I was making great money. I mean, I was a, I, I dropped out of high school when I was 17. I did, I went to the my first day of junior my junior year. I didn't go to my second day and I never went again. I was a mechanic and I thought I was going to be a mechanic for the rest of my life. And I made good money. I was living the American dream, you know? I had a house, I had cars, I had all that different type of stuff. And then boom, I had it's like, "Oh, okay, man. I got to go take that chance on myself." Right. That chance on myself. The, 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 uh, and that's why I say like the money is not what really matters ultimately because I'm a minimalist. Like I don't really like stuff that much. Yeah, me neither. So the, the money is just the carrot that like is d d that drives me to be willing to do the change because the money is just going to buy me more supplements or dip, or vacation or, or stuff like that, you know, experience and ultimately time. Well, what it buys you is the person that you become. Right. That's what I'm saying is that taking that risk. So for the past 13 years, I just, I took a risk. I took a chance on myself and just constantly taking a chance on myself. Even with this past experience that I've, that uh, this challenge of the relationship, it's taking a chance on myself. I'm taking a chance that by walking away from this thing that's so hard, I'm taking a chance on myself, on my goals, my dreams, and loving myself and really, really learning about what that really is. And rather than looking for it at all from the outside for the time being, because again, it, like you said, it was a mirror. Mm -hmm. And that mirror was only reflecting back to me the level that I was on. Yeah. And for me, like that level is not, I, I can see, I can see beyond that level. And so it's just now, now I see it. It's like, Oh, I'm just learning how, what dating myself, like dating myself, like what makes me feel good? What makes me fulfilled? What makes me happy? Things like that, you know? Right. It's crazy. Man been a pretty intense oh, really? podcast nice, dude. It, was, it was great yeah. we covered so much but all in all like to at the core of it all at least in my belief to get any results that you want to create the life of your dreams you have to start with self-love and that that's number one a hundred percent of the time when you love yourself, you take care of your money. When you love yourself, you take care of your body. When you love yourself, you are good in your relationships. You give love. Um, when you love yourself, you um, take steps to be more connected with your uh, higher power or whatever you believe. Um, you know, so that's kind of the whole goal with this podcast is just to impress upon you how um, important self-love is 
and, and what it truly means, what it is not, um, and, and kind of the steps that you can take in order to get to that place. Um, you look good on camera. Do I? Mm -hmm. Nice bald head. Looks good on you. Wouldn't look good on me. <laughs> yeah, I'm loving it. Yeah, take a chance on yourself. I took a chance on this button, this shave. Yeah, man. I remember yeah. uh, Ryan <laughs> yeah. took me in his garage. I, I had this this real thin mop on top of my head. And, uh, you know, I was holding on. Was, took a <laughs> I took a chance. Holding on to the past. Took a yeah. chance. Took a chance. Yeah, I don't know what that means. That's a song. Oh. That's a good one. Um, but, yeah, buzzed it, and my life has changed ever since. Yeah, I mean, you let changes who you are. Those types of things. I mean, I, I personally believe every time your phone gets an update, it's an update for you. Hmm. You're updating. Dang. So when you shove, shave your head, dude, you baptize, you became, you're a different person in that moment. Yeah. It's probably, I look it, totally different too. I bet. I mean, I know, but I bet even to yourself looking in the mirror. Yeah. So you change in that moment. It's just like jumping in the river. The jumping in the river was letting him buzz your head when maybe you'd never done that before. That was a baptism. Yeah. Where you changed in that moment and became a different person. You took a chance. The, the, the fact that if you, if anybody has a desire to do anything, to be something, do something, have something, if they had that desire within them, the universe, God, whatever, it would not give you that desire unless you had the ability to fulfill the desire. Yep. Period. So, Hey, not everybody wants to be a billionaire. Not yeah. everybody wants whatever it is that. Anybody listen to this or you or might want. So the fact that you have that desire, that you have that gift also means that you have the ability to fulfill it. And you must. You don't must. You could, you could freaking row your boat upstream working at a freaking job. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that is, that's true. You, you kind of have that control. You are the creator, but... But a life, I mean, if you do follow that desire, then, uh, I mean, the payoff will be so great, greater beyond your comprehension. Because it'll change. It'll change you as yeah. a person. Like, I'm not the person I was. I'm not the person I was on New Year's Eve of 2018. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm certainly not the person I was 10 years ago. I'm certainly not the person I was 13 years ago. Right. Yesterday. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, cause, but that's my intention. Right. Is to get better every single day. I just want to be the very best person I can be for me, for my family, for my friends, and for the whole planet. I want to be the best I can be to show other people I'm not special at the end of the day. Something um, that um, Joe Rogan, or no, um, one of someone, one of my mentors was talking about as we become more aware of ourselves, the world becomes more aware of itself. So, you know, as you become more aware of yourself, the world will change and, it, and it's happening. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's happening really fast. 
with the internet and everything, like there's we have unlimited access to information. We're giving you this message so that you know maybe you'd be inspired to become more aware of yourself and and um, in a sense changing the world. Yeah, you change the world by changing yourself. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Been a wild ass ride. So do you guys accept the challenge? Self love challenge. Do it. It's the best. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Cool. Good stuff. Uh, Ninety minutes. Oh, really? On the dot. Nice, dude. Ninety minutes. <laughs> All right. Nice. This is know your worth. We're out. <laughs>